0: Hello, world! Welcome to another week of golf subpar, and what a week it was for our guy John Rahm at the 121st U.S. Open. Tip of the cap to you. You picked the winner.
1: Respect. For the record, I
0: didn't disagree with you at all. By this respect, I was loved John Rahm going into the week. He put on an absolute clinic yesterday. I mean, those two putts he made on 17 and 18, unbelievable. I mean, I I was like, I had goosebumps when those things were going in. I was going nuts on the couch.
1: It was. It was. It was wild. I mean, we start off the day, you got twelve guys, I guess, at the top with a realistic chance to win it within four shots. And uh through the front nine they were all it was all in place still. They're going in the back. There was a ton of guys still left out there. And then you fast forward a few holes on the back nine and they just start dropping like fly I mean, everyone was imploding. You had some of the you know, you mentioned John's putts. Those are some of the best shots you'll ever see hit in a major championship. You saw some of the worst shots you'll ever see mm-hmm. hit in a major championship. You got a half-naked streaker dressed like a woman in a pride outfit, hitting, just, just decides to practice a short game there on the 13th fairway. There's a lot of shit going on at that golf tournament. It just went from, wow, there's a lot of guys to, that could win to all of a sudden like, okay, it's either Rom or Louie right now.
0: Yeah, it was. It <laughs> was so I honestly, when, when all the carnage was happening, when – when Harris English posted 300 I was like he could sneaky get in a playoff right here
1: possibly you yeah. need the you need the the stars to align but it was there it was that 300 and the way guys were going I mean then it just became Rom and, and Louie and I mean it was just i didn't I don't I don't ever remember seeing so many top name guys just all fall down at the same time like well, it, it was just I mean and it's a
0: testament to a it's, lot of them the moment is obviously huge the golf course is extremely hard which I never realized how many people hate on Tory Pines and I don't get it because it's always a huge name wins around there it seems like. It's always an exciting finish whether it's the Farmers or the US Open. Like I always thought it's a great golf course.
1: I saw a lot of that on Twitter too like bagging mm. on Tory Pines. I was like what do you like I, the, the the main knock I saw was it doesn't there's no strategy involved. It's just guys hitting driver after driver after driver. I was like okay well they're going to do that anyway. Like what do you want to do? Put a lake out there at 290 and force everyone if you you have something in the way or a dog leg or something like that and everyone's forced to play from the same position then people complain because like oh this makes this doesn't leave any options for anyone they all have to play from the same spot but then you got tory where you can hit i mean guys were playing from all all over the place
0: so and wait, as, i say, was like
1: what do you what do what exactly kind of golf course can you design you're not going to get driver out of these guys hands more or less unless it's impossible
0: i thought you wanted to see the guys send driver everywhere because that's what's exciting to watch. and at tory pines if you actually hit fairways you get rewarded yeah i mean we saw him i mean Bryson DeChambeau had an absolute disaster on the back nine. But one of the shots that sticks out to me is when he blew it way right on 12 into that crazy thick lie and was able to muscle it up on the green. I'm like, Jesus, this guy is just a freak of nature. Like, I don't know if there's five guys on the PJ Tour that could have got that ball out of the rough. I thought it was a beautiful setup. I mean, six under par winning with hardly no wind for the entire week. Hard, like awesome. seven, eight miles an yeah, hour, you, maybe. You had the marine layer, which made the greens maybe a little softer than they would have liked. But you're looking at six under par, winning this championship, and the best player in the world won? I mean, what else do you want?
1: Look at the last two years of the major uh, U.S. Open been at Tory Pines. How'd those work out? Yeah. You know, 08, Tiger, Rocco, that was a pretty good one. And then how about this? I mean, those are two legendary classic finishes on the PGA Tour. It was – I don't know what all that, the hate is about that place, but I okay. thought it was really good. The only thing that was – and you're, this is just what you're going to get at Tory with all the different grasses <laughs> that grow in that rough. I went out and I walked around uh, the entire course one day. I w- it was – blown away. You heard a lot about a lot of talk on it going into the week, but it was like you could have a guy that hits it both miss the fairway. I'll give you an example. 13, the par 5. I walked around was watching Wyndham for a few holes, group in front of him. Two guys miss it in the right fairway just a couple yards in, right? Like lands in the first cut, bounces in. Two balls within five, I would say maybe even less, 4 yards of each other. One guy, I bet it was a 9 iron, Maybe hack out, barely could get it over the bunkers, rolled it to the top of the hill for his layup, had a long third in. The guy two, three yards away from him pulled out three wood and blew it down there mm-hmm. by the bunk. I mean, it was so spotty. I mean, you'd walk around, you'd, I'd look at a piece of grass or a spot of grass there and say, I don't think I could even advance it more than 100 yards. And then two feet over, I'd be like, I could hit driver off the deck right there. It was okay. That's it was a little spotty, aggressive. spotty.
0: That's a little aggressive. But, man, it was, an, it was an awesome week. So much fun to watch. And, you know, I think a lot of people, including myself, bag on the USGA a lot. But if you look back to the last six U.S. Opens, we've had Brooks Kepco win twice, John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, Gary Woodland, Bryson DeChambeau. Like the it's champions working are out. working out all right, even though I hate all over how they sometimes set their golf courses up. They're getting a very good champion every year at the U.S. Open.
1: Yeah, they're getting the the best champions. I mean, these guys. There's no sleepers at the top. These guys are all coming in there. And then you had Richard Bland coming into the weekend, which was kind of like a fairy tale story. I don't think a lot of people expect him to ring him with that hang around but that was a cool story Mackenzie hughes coming into the final round too trying to you know put canada on his back he had a lot to deal with but i mean dude it's it's getting you the best champions in the world and the way the way rom did it i mean and a pissed off spaniard is a dangerous spaniard it was just everyone wanted to pick john rom everyone wanted to you know the thing that happened at the memorial going back to tory side of his first win all the special stuff there for him and it's like those narratives just rarely work out to where that guy that everybody wants to win and is picking to win it rarely happens, and it sure as hell rarely, rarely happens with two unbelievable, putt, you know, back-to-back, you know, 6'17 was breaking six, seven feet. That was a putt you just don't make, and then 18 to take his medicine like that after really a bad bounce on that second shot. I mean, if that ball just takes one extra hop and kind of hit, trickles into the upslope there, that's a no problem for him, but it got just enough on the downslope that he had to play it out there, and goddamn if he didn't make it.
0: Well, it made I think it made the moment even more special because he was able to give the huge tiger-like fist pump um when, when he when he made that putt but man I just so happy for him I mean this guy he works as hard as anybody you know he's a good friend of ours but only got to be on our show twice only so. only two-time guest at this point but you know this this could really do something scary for his career I mean getting this first major out of the way you know he's I would say he hasn't performed the way he wanted to in majors up to this point and now he gets a win a huge win at the U.S. Open look out because I mean, he is going to be a problem in these things every single time, I feel like.
1: Just look at the last two times out, and he had to take a little break in between the two. You know, he would have won Memorial by a lot, most likely, playing probably the best golf he said he's ever played in his career. Then he has to take some time off. He comes back and does this. I think the first major is always the toughest one, especially if you started the conversation, who's the best player without a major? Right now, John Rahm would have been right at the top of that thing. I mean, mean, every single person. So you hear that, and the longer you go without getting it, the more and more you have to answer it. Now it'll probably be Xander maybe taking over that title. But uh, to get that first one off, it's just now I just, it's just, you don't have to answer those anymore. You've got it. No matter what, you've got it. And I just think it, it makes the rest of them easier going in every single, you know, going in each week.
0: How about these two stats? You mentioned Xander Schauffele, but John Rahm, I believe, has played 109 PGA Tour events. He has 51 top tens. Yeah, it's like, seem- it's sickening how consistent he is. Xander Schauffele has finished top ten in his first five, <laughs> five U.S. Opens. Only other player to do that, Bobby Jones.
1: They, neither of the guys ever play bad, ever. play like You're more shocked when you see them beyond the second page of the leaderboard than you are when you see them, you know, at the top. It's just they're the one of the, a handful of guys that just seems to rarely ever play bad golf. Like, and that's hard to do. When you play that many weeks out there, you're just going to have weeks where you don't have it or you're not invested or whatever. Those guys seem to not have it. And I, Xander had a lot of people pulling for him out there. I mean, when I was out there, that, that Phil, Xander, Max group had probably 20% of the entire, you know, um Crowd watching them, he's the guy that's you know we he, he's a popular pick every single time he'll get his, but it's just that that first one is so hard, man. There's so many good guys trying to get him. I mean, there's there's only four of them a year. Damn.
0: We gotta talk about Brooks Kepka though, because it is unbelievable what this guy does. I mean, he he plays awful in South Carolina the week before. Congaree come to the U.S. Open, you know, people are like, okay, is, is he is he healthy? Is his game good? I don't know. He's the most difficult person to read I've ever seen on the PGA Tour. Like, here he is. He can hardly squat down, which it's getting better, it looks like. But then this, the bell goes off in a major championship, and boom, there he is. I re- really was surprised with the struggle he had yesterday coming in because I thought he was going to get in there. I thought he was going to post four or five under and just give some everybody something to look at. But it is so impressive how – he rises to the moment at these major championships
1: when he first got you know when he first came out and said i don't really care about other golf tournaments all i want is major championships i was kind of like all right do i believe that or is that just something that a guy that's happened to play well in a bunch of major championships says as an excuse for not playing as well during regular tour events right And when he first said it i was like come on dude like you know that's not true. you care everyone wants to win everything type of deal and then now the more that it happens the more i'm like this actually is true he has found a way to just be better and be at his best every 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 single time there's a major championship and i actually buy into it now i'm like because there's no way you can just go concrete not care no nothing show up this week almost you know contend again then this he's gonna play this next week and i'm like i don't know that he gives a shit about being out there but he, he just has the ability to do it like no one I've ever really seen in golf. It's, think, it's wild.
0: I think in the last four U.S. Opens he's played, obviously he won two of them, he's been beaten by four people total.
1: Yeah, it's something weird it's like that. And he didn't nuts. play in one of them. Yeah, I mean, it's he just has whatever it is. I, I mean, everyone talks about trying to peak for the majors. He's, he, he actually does it and he actually has it figured out. And I don't know how the hell he does it, but it's pretty damn impressive. Yeah,
0: but couldn't be happier for our guy, John Rom, getting the first major. Major championship. Awesome. So happy for him. Can't wait to drink out of that trophy. Oh, you know, we're going to have we're a gonna feud, slam
1: out of that thing and
0: we're going to erase Gary Woodland's name, as I always do. when I have the U.S. Open trophy in my hand. But we've been talking a lot about some good golf. Let's get to some bad golf. Our guest this week, Bryce oh, Bruce hard. Mulder. Bryce, that wasn't <laughs> me, Doc. I'm <laughs> uh, Just kidding. One of my favorite guys that I ever got paired with on the PGA Tour, Bryce Mulder. Absolute stud in college. I mean, four time first team All-American, one on the PGA Tour recently stepped away from the game in one of the driest sense of humors you'll ever come across
1: oh well, just like the sneaky funny guy not the loud guy on the range anything one of those guys you got to listen to love playing golf with bryce moeller actually he was a guy i looked up to like as a young kid we grew up in the same town um in arkansas as a kid and he was the guy doing you wrote it. him a fan letter i wrote him a letter which we'll talk about in the interview that maybe the only letter the last actual real letter that i've written but uh He's a stud. You mentioned it Legit- legitimately in the conversation for the best collegiate player of all time and a unique story because a lot of people play golf until golf kind of kicks them out and says, nope, you're not good enough to be out here anymore. And he's a guy that just said, you know what? I could keep doing this, but I don't really want to, which is, I mean, not a lot of guys do that. And um, and he's happier now, I think, than he's ever been. But it's a cool story.
0: Yeah. So I was up at Pine Canyon recently where he lives and we were playing. It was myself, Jamie Stoitz, Scott Harrington Larrington, and Nate Lashley. And he comes out. Um, Bruce does with his dog and he's talking trash as he does and as he's leaving he goes alright hope you all play like shit except for you Nate you're nice
1: see you later he just walks away I'm like
0: that, that's Bryce right there there it is
1: that's the guy that's the guy but you can't not like him it's it's all dry all the time and he's, he's just good dude to be just good energy to be around
0: alright well let's get to it here's Bryce Motor on Golf Subpar before we get to our man Bryce Mulder I want to tell you about TaylorMade and this awesome new golf ball tour response every tour pro on earth swears by urethane golf balls And there are plenty of expensive options for tour golf balls for those that want that. But if you're the kind of golfer that wants more performance for less, there's tour response from TaylorMade.
1: That's exactly right, Colt. You don't need to go out there and spend a grizz on some very expensive golf balls. that are just going to end up blowing into the water or the weeds. The tour response is a tour quality ball that doesn't cost as much. It's a three-piece urethane golf ball. It's easy to compress, Colt. Mm -hmm. It's easy to launch, Colt. It's easy to play, Colt. And it delivers the type of spin that tour players would love in a ball that's designed for you. What's better than that?
0: Nothing. Absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing. Taylor made tour response. Swear by it, not at it. Use code SUBPARTM for free two-day shipping. That's code SUBPARTM for free two-day shipping.
1: We got a certified dude with us here today. (laughs) I've been looking forward to this for a long time. He is arguably the greatest collegiate golfer to ever play the game. PGA Tour winner. And for a fact, the only guest we've ever had, Colt, who has received a fan letter from one of the hosts here at Subpar. (laughs) Well, it wasn't Bryce me. Mulder <laughs> in the building. It wasn't you.
0: Yeah, I definitely didn't send Bryce a letter. What I did this letter? contain?
1: I sent Bryce a letter, dude. Do you yeah. want to tell about it?
2: Well, yeah. So we grew up, well, grew up in the same hometown. We lived in the same hometown um, when we were kids. You did for a little while. So it was like weird Arkansas kind of stuff, right? So <laughs> that's well said. My, right. You played baseball with my cousin. You know, your dad was my uncle's boss. Like, but, you know, and I didn't know you well because... You were quite a bit younger, but apparently I was uh somewhat of, you know, an idol. A deal. You know? I thought yeah. you were gonna say a yeah. deal you're not very
1: good. A deal. <laughs> so I didn't know who you were.
2: Well, I didn't know yet. I was right? like I didn't know that he wouldn't. I think I was yet. in first grade, by the way, right. or second
1: at the time. But I moved to Colorado. Like I said, we have all these family connections. Bryce is the guy. And I just getting into golf. I think I just finished my sixth grade year going into seventh. And you just come off this massive freshman year or whatever. And my mom's like, Oh, remember Bryce from Conway? Like he's really good at golf. And I read this like golf week article and I wrote you a fan letter. And asked you to sign some stuff and send it back. And sure enough, guess what this gentleman did? <laughs> signed it, sent me a sleeve of Georgia Tech golf balls and a hat signed by, which probably is some sort of violation. So but
2: later, um, much later, when he was now a member of Whisperock, asked for a signature and said it was for like your nephew that or was, something. Dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that, that was yeah. last week. I just
1: learned right? it from my mantle. Yeah that's incredible you <laughs> still have the letter that would actually be great Do you there's it? no chance i have a letter yeah, no. i don't have any of you i signing. had
2: somebody taking care of that for me. i never saw it i don't have any of your signs <laughs> shit. get people in college it's taking like, care right. of your yeah,
1: yeah. after yeah. the, the shellacking yeah, yeah, yeah we, after had, the we had shellacking people for that. at the member at the father nah, sign, we'll, we'll, threw it all yeah, the, yeah, into yeah. the weeds we'll okay let's talk about
0: let's talk about bryce moulder like you said pga tour winner four-time first team all-american which is incredible But let's go to the beginning you know, when you were a young fella growing up in Arkansas, was, was it all golf? Because I've heard from some sources you got a pretty sweet jump shot.
2: So I played just about every sport where you could, like, kind of choose to not get hurt, right? So everything but football, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah, basketball, I just kind of floated around the three point line, uh, played a little tennis, played a lot of soccer, played uh, baseball until it kind of got in the way of golf. And then kind of by 14, 15, I kind of shut everything else down. And it's, you know, everybody's like, well, how do you make that choice? And you're like, well, Beating people is more fun than losing, and everybody else is getting bigger and faster, and I'm not. Um, and so, so golf, golf was it. And so then, you know, kind of 13, 14, 15, focus in on golf, and and uh, off we go. Off oh, you go, and yeah. off you
1: go to Georgia Tech. How big of a like junior recruit were you? Because you went to Georgia Tech was like the these school at the time. Were you so, winning everything?
2: Um, so it was it was Charles Howell, um, and then it was Boyd Summers, Summer Hayes, and I that kind of jockeyed when we were 17 for. Uh, kind of the second spot. Nobody was better than Charles. He he beat everybody. So, uh, but I was I was um, you know I went to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Arkansas, and Georgia Tech were the uh, the schools I visited. Um, so chose Georgia Tech. I knew a couple guys that signed, and then the the coach at the time was was recruiting me as the Oklahoma State um, assistant. For whatever reason, I just I uh, wanted to get out of a small town, go to a big city, and you know attempt to grow up a little bit. And Georgia yeah. Tech, here How'd we that come. Work? Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, no, it, it it turned out to be um, such a good choice because it did, it like forced me. Well, no, I also, I, I was interested in the academics. I knew I was going to do something later. Um, I was stupid enough to think I was going to go in and get a civil engineering degree um, and build golf courses. Um, and literally the dean of engineering at the time was kind of a family friend. I had, I had a cousin that went there and and he's like, you, you realize that you pay a civil engineer, go you know to do the work for you 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 go be really good at golf otherwise you're gonna be in school here for like seven years um the average student's there for five years i'd still be there after seeing like some of the curriculum so i went the business management route which is what you do as a an athlete um at georgia tech and that was uh, easily the best best choice i saw some of the, i dated a couple of girls that were in engineering and it was just after like the first semester it was just yeah. You
0: know. was was one of those girls the onion
2: Mm. that's great that's great that's so great, that's so great. I, just, I, just, I, I saw an
1: opportunity so I just slid right in I didn't expect it so, so
2: I know who you've been talking to and I did I, I, I dated a girl for a little while and I mean she's just the sweetest I'm sure she still is just the sweetest most like wholesome girl and she she, uh, she lived in Vidalia Georgia so um, she got nicknamed by my team the onion, and they like to pick on her because she was like literally the sweetest thing ever. Um, but yeah, so those were uh, <laughs> why uh, the onion though? I don't know, like, Vidalia sweet. Onion. onions aren't sweet. no Vidalia onion. That, that's oh, like a me- that's all beans. it is. Like, you drive that's that's in that part of the world. If you mentioned Vidalia, you're like, oh, onions, yeah, oh, I hey, thought there no, was no. like
1: you had to peel back the layers or no, no, sure no, no that's literally it. It's something. like it's like the world famous, like home
2: <laughs> of the onion, yeah. So, so they call it the onion and. And, oh, that uh, well, we got that yeah. out of the way. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what she's yeah. up to these days. Yeah, yeah. Probably
1: thinking about the, the day she let Bryce Muller slip through her fingers.
2: I'm guessing that's not the case, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all
0: right, well, let's talk a little more about college go. because I mean, you had one of the yeah. most like everyone that you talk to, like all your friends, will be like, "He's the greatest college player that a lot of people don't honestly talk about." I mean, your four-time first-team All-American is unbelievable. I think one of only four.
2: I one of four. Um, nobody was better than Phil, like statistically like Phil, I, he won like 20 something times, won three NCAA championships, was a four time, you know, all American. And then after that, I, I mean, I don't know. I had, I was, I was good in college. Um, I played, I played a lot of good golf in college and, uh, I wish I could have carried that a little bit through, but it was, uh, college was fun. I, it was, it was a fun time. I mean, anytime winning yeah. Yeah. Um, and beating people and knowing that if you step out there, and you play well that you you feel like there's nobody that can beat you. People feared you. That's it's weird. I remember. That is very strange. Right? Like yeah. no, I remember sitting in a in a uh, in an airport and Camilo Vejegas was um, I, he was talking to me. He was like, "Man, do you realize how intimidating it was?" He was a freshman. I was a senior. To see your name on the board because he won regionals. I think my senior year, and I finished second. And he goes, do "You really ask like how intimidating that was?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes. Dude, like you don't like, and I, I never would have seen it or thought of it that way. Um, but I, but I like, I remember playing. I remember thinking, I'm going to run out of holes. Otherwise, I'd catch him. Like I had that much, you know, that much confidence, um, which is, which is pretty fun.
1: When you're beating everyone at college like you were, did you have a, a rival, like one guy you wanted yeah. to beat more than anyone else?
2: Yeah. I mean, Who? so my, my rival was, was Luke Donald. So second year in college he uh i was leading like in the points we go to hazeltine for ncaa's we all play so bad we missed the cut by a million we were ranked number one and missed the cut by we finished like twenty eighth out of 30 teams like just awful um and the only person that could catch me was luke and he wins um and then something happened later like my senior year i was preseason player of the year and his something weird happened with our coaches or athletic directors His athletic director like wrote a letter to golf week or what like there was some weird thing. And then I saw him that week at the preview and played with him and won. And so it was kinda great to kinda do that. But then uh I'd say he probably uh I never played him at Walker Cup, but I'd say he probably got the best of me professionally. Um but that was my that was probably my rival out of out of my, you know, my own team. But uh Mm, and Cooch and I yeah. Yeah. So I was gonna say you
0: you had the wonderful Matt Kuchar.
2: So um Yeah. I mean, it's, so Cooch was a year older. Uh, so he was, uh, yeah, so he, he was a sophomore when I came in and he just won the U.S. Amateur. So it was like perfect. Like now looking back on it for him to have like all the attention and play really well. Um, and for me to just kind of fly under the radar, I mean, was, was kind of perfect for me, but it was, it created this perfect like environment for both of us to try to beat one another while we, we want, you know, both of us to play well. But we, we knew, we kept track of each other. Um, I know he kept track of me because he'd remind me a few times. and I kept track of him, um, which was good. I mean, there's nothing better than even, like, qualifying, knowing that if you win qualifying, like, you're you're beating the
0: best, you know, best players. So. I was going to say, tell us a little bit about Koosh, because everyone thinks that Couch is just this smiling, happy, nice fella. So great. <laughs> Give us a little it's insight so great. to your boy, Matt like, So
2: So I will say... Um, he wishes like no ill will on anyone, which is amazing. Cause I couldn't say that about myself. Um, I'd like to say that about myself, but it's, you know, he, he. Uh, but yeah, I've seen him go ballistic a couple times and it's so fun because you've seen, especially back then he was like the, you know, the wonder kid, the smile. Yeah.
0: Oh shucks. Yeah, and I
2: remember we were in a practice round somewhere and it was just, he was just going nuts because he was playing bad and we were beating him out of money. And you know, we knew him well enough to be like, hey, you know, Matt, where's that beautiful smile? Like, <laughs> you, what is this attitude? You know, and and uh, and I remember his 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 caddy coming up to me after a round, um, at at Harbour Town, and going, I, I need to tell somebody this. I need to tell somebody. Um, and and Koosh just came off of I think playing with Tiger, right after like all the mess that Tiger kind of got in um, at the Masters. Played with him for two days. Got in contention. Um, played pretty well. And so like stress and he had family with him, and all this kind of stuff. And I guess he played bad and he, and he, he was playing bad at, at Harbor Town, and he went off like kind of in the woods behind, um, I remember him telling the story, like behind 15 fairway. And every time I see that fairway, I think of this, he goes, cause yeah, Matt like kind of went around the corner and he just started wailing on some palm trees. <laughs> he goes, it sounded like he was like wrestling with a Buffalo or something in there. And so I guess like Cooch came out and he was like, I've been needing to do that for like five days, you know, but like, <laughs> But he's you know he's smart enough that of course like the camera would never get that or whatever. But uh, no, he, he likes to have some some fun and he likes to win. So when he doesn't win, he's pissed. But he's, there's never like a um, like I hate that guy or whatever. It's 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 actually with with uh, with good intentions.
1: Well, and he's like a funny dude. Too. I feel like y'all like I don't know Cooch, but you have a very dry kind of witty sense of humor. I feel like from the some of the lines I've heard from him from other people, like he's got that same kind of no, it's good humor. He's so I bet y'all had some battles. So
2: what's funny about Matt is he his humor is just to make himself laugh. Like I, most people, it's to Respect. try to make other people <laughs> yeah. like, but he will literally, he'll be, you'll be sitting at dinner and he'll try to say the the thing that makes you the most awkward, like, or, or make you just so uncomfortable just to see how it plays out. It's almost, it's like, just kind of sets fire to something. To just kind of see what's going to happen. He just kind of sits back and laughs and, it, and it's actually great. Like how great would it be to go through life where you're like, I don't really care. Like, I'm gonna do something that I think's funny, like. Um, but he's got a he's got a good sense of humor, and and uh, uh, so we 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 definitely had we had some fun, and we've had some fun since uh, since college.
0: Yeah, sneaky good trash talker. But I gotta ask you about the putter that he used to win the oh, U.S. Yeah. Amateur. That's right. Because apparently he let you borrow it, and he said he's still kind of. He's, he told me he's still looking for he's it.
2: He's asked for it like a couple times. So um, no kidding, I've got I've got the putter. It's this. It's the ugliest ping cushion. It's so beat to hell, like, in part of it's because when, like with that putter, I wouldn't do it with a Scotty Cameron. It's so ugly, like I would, I would mistreat it if it wasn't treating me very well. Like, you know, drag it to the next hole or whatever. So the things just beat to hell. I mean, so he putted with it, um, I think the whole freshman year, and then he won the Amber with it. Low Ammer in the Masters, low Ammer in the US Open. Played with it somewhere another year or so, and then he put it on the rack and, in, his, in his room, or just, lean, you know, had it in his room. And I took it and, and he let me, I didn't take it, but I started putting with it. And I putted with it for like eight years. Um, so I think we were both, it's weird. I think we were both player of the year in college with it. I know we were both low amateur in the U.S. US Open with it. I think we both played in a Walker Cup with it. Um, we both like won in college, whatever with it. But um, so that, that that putter's made some, Made, made a little bit of uh Tiger a of Scotty history. Cameron,
0: Nicholas's, whatever that <laughs> thing no was. D- yeah, it's right there. Bryce Motor and Matt Yeah, Cooch yeah, is yeah. Big. yeah boom. Yeah. You still got it?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I still got it. Why don't you slide
0: that baby on yeah, eBay yeah, yeah. and see how bad he wants it?
2: i every once in a while I'll take out and it's still got this like weird gauze tape that I used to put on. I can't even find it anymore. Um, but it's like it's been in the you know it's been in the Arizona um garage for so many years that you pick it up and there's like stuff all over your hands and it, but it's uh and it's—I mean—I'm telling you—it's beat to hell. But it's—it's—and it's the ugliest thing. I don't know how, I don't know how either one of us made. Because the we both had it like hands low, and way forward, so it had seven degrees loft on it. But the toe had to have like been way up in the air when we both putted with it, which makes no sense. Um, but it had to have been. But uh, made some putts, yeah, a lot of putts. You
1: could you could put with a sledge. I don't think <laughs> I think you could figure That's out. That's about a way. what this thing is. Out, if there's one thing you could figure no. out, it's how to putt. All right. Well, then you launch into your professional career coming out you're the guy first ever professional event as a pro you finished third in reno at that point are you like hey this is going to be exactly like Tech. i'm just going to start beating heads
2: so yeah like i remember being interviewed um i turned pro and uh that week and and i remember being interviewed and, and they're like so what are your plans what do you expect and i remember talking about winning like i don't know if i play well it was never like, I expect to win, I'm better than everybody here. It was just like, yeah. if I if I play well, I expect to have a chance to win. And I almost feel like talking about it so much that week, like forced me into that, just that mindset. I played really good on, on Friday and then Saturday went, went kind of crazy on the back nine and made a bunch of putts and I was, you know, final group, first time out, um, finished third. And it's kind of like, well, I mean, this just isn't that hard. Um, and then I missed the cut the next week and I think I suck.
1: There it is I've never Never missed a
2: cut in my life For you know Whether it was USAM Or you know You don't have many Many cuts Um, I think the only thing I missed Was like A US Open qualifier Or something Which means you finish like 10th out of 80 people Instead of 4th But like It was so weird It was like Dealing with rejection For the first time Um, And then I got to Face a lot of it Um, But it's, it's It's tough When you all of a sudden And I say that now Like watching guys play That haven't really struggled I'm like well just We'll wait and see, you know, because until somebody struggles and, you know, until somebody sucks for a little while, it's all relative, but you feel like that, you know, until, until you kind of suck for a little while, like you don't really know what somebody's career is going to be like.
0: Looking back, what do you think the biggest difference between, you know, amateur and college golf to professional golf was for you?
2: Um, I think I got away with a lot of stuff um, as an amateur player that, that caught up Um, golf swing um, I didn't have great fundamentals, but I, I knew how to play the game so well and I put in chips so well and I, I didn't have any fear because um, I didn't have a reason to yet and then you start hitting some balls offline, you start missing some cuts and you start you know, what is this? Um, but I think too I, I, I look back and I'm like it, it was it was so much easier to play. It's like if you're 10 playing against 12 year olds like you kind of have nothing to lose um, And so you get to a point where you're like, no, I'm actually expected to, to play great. And when I play great, it's not exceeding any, anybody's expectation. It's just like, that's the expectation. And that's, that's, that was what was hard to kind of live up to. And that's, um, but that's, that's, what's impressive about some of these guys that come in, you know, can't lose, blah, blah, blah. And then you just keep playing well. But part of it too, is, is what I found is like, if you're good at something, um, like no matter how nervous you are, you, you're going to perform. And if you're not that great at it, and you've been getting away with it, it'll it'll come to the surface.
0: And what part of your game do you think that was for you?
2: Oh, driver. I mean, it, I I was hitting it so crooked. Um, I mean, so crooked.
0: <laughs> I'm the
1: worst player of all
0: time.
2: Like, <laughs> the
1: guy won on tour. It's
2: like you know, and I I mean, when you start when you start analyzing your weeks by how many provisionals you hit, <laughs> like when you you know, I mean, you step up on the tee and you're like there's the driving range I'm pretty sure this is going there like you know left to right win and you're like you think about walking the tee with two balls you know
0: I've never seen this side of you oh oh, this is ridiculous he
1: used to come back from tournaments and we'd be be hitting balls on the right before you and I were going to play or whatever like the way you would talk to yourself and I was like here's it was while you were still playing (laughs) like still a tour player he's playing the next week and he's like I am literally the worst driver to ever hit the golf ball like I'd watch him hit balls and it'd be just seed, nice, you know, straight and all this. Stuff. I'm like, what is the matter with you? Like everything is fine. And you were always just, oh, like, it's not I'm fine. the worst driver in history. I
2: mean, you give me three or four balls in a row, I'll get pretty good. Like I'll get the timing of it. And then you wait me, you make me wait like 30 seconds and you put an extra set of eyeballs on me and there's, there was no telling. <laughs> and so, but it was, I mean, so I spent a good like five years, um, you know, going to the, to the course, it didn't matter how good the warm up was because I knew that that didn't really count. So I'd go to the first tee. No, it doesn't. Like you, you get to hit ball after ball, and and you can get a rhythm. I could always get a rhythm, but then all of a sudden you step over the you know the first tee, and it's like, all right, which one's going to show up now? You know, and so it was my mechanics were terrible, Um, and I was just in a tailspin for like five years, and
0: it's
1: terrible. Oh, it dude, terrible, so bad. Dude, it wasn't terrible. I watched you hit one of the it best tee shots terrible. of your career. Oh, what's that one?
0: Number four at Bay Hill. I mean, just an absolute seed. It went 57 yards. This is so great. This is so great. Was a three one? No it was a driver driver.
2: Oh dude, it was Oh it, shit. So so <laughs> number four, four at Bay Hills, you know, par five. And of course, I see houses down the right because anytime winds off the left, like it doesn't matter.'re they're, they're all in play. So I there's this tree that's like 47 and a half yards off the tee and i'm like well, on the left side and i'm like well i'll just take it over that and hit just a big high cut and kind of ride the wind it's probably the only way i can get home anyway and you know what i'll just start it far enough over there that like that little ditch and then the houses that are way over there is just not in play <laughs> and so i am like oh i'll just you know take it up top right and uh and i thin it and it literally just whacks. What was it like? Two thirds of the way up the tree. I mean, it wasn't yeah, that close. It wasn't close. close to it cover. wasn't close. <laughs> and it just hits it. And fortunately, it like went straight down. Thump, right on the next tee box. Perfect. And it, and yeah, there's something. No,
0: because it was just like it was dead silent, and Big E was caddied for you, and you go. Eric, does that count as a fairway? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm not sure, Bryce. He goes, I'm going to need you to check that oh, out. It's a T-Box <laughs> in <and> regulation. <laughs> right. And yeah. I still had to hit. Yeah. And I'm like just dying laughing. I backed off my T-Shot. I was like, holy shit. You're going to be the only guy I have a longer driving distance than this way <laughs> yeah. because that was a driving oh, distance. Of course. Hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that <laughs> was, that was probably
2: the next thought. I'm like, I was like, you, you think about it. You're like, all right, this is this is driving distance. Hole. You need to hit the fairway because you need that roll. Otherwise... Everybody's going to keep making fun of you for being short.
0: I texted him later. I go, You averaged 183 you off, averaged the 100, <laughs> off the TV. 147 off the tee. So great. Yeah.
2: That was That's right. Yeah. No, I think that counted. Um, closely, mo- or whatever. Yeah, I think that it was, was a, a fair oh, way. It was a fairway hit. You had to go over and <laughs> there was helped. other
1: group like waiting for you, and you're like, hey guys, sorry. You had to go. No, over no, no. It was, it was the next tee box. It yeah. was the white Ts. Like the white tees, yeah. Oh, the next yeah. tee box. Yeah. Oh, so, we, okay. you know,
2: it went it from was straight. 550 it was... par five to 500 par four, and just, you know, <laughs> go after <laughs> no it. No problem. I made my six, went to the next hole, no big <laughs> You've deal. Been moving. Yeah. Just don't make dubs. Yeah.
1: It's all good. Sixes he bounced back from. It's those sevens you got to stay away But I
2: took the ditch out of play. I mean, that's the main thing. Genius. Yeah. It's
0: great, but you know, <laughs> Actually, you smart. had a very so, smart when I you think about, about it. that. <laughs> I love that story; it was so fun. Mm. That was also the the round our good friend Lucas Glover started battling a little bit with the putter. Yeah, and it went from three guys having a blast, all playing well and chumming it got, it up to. <laughs> only a get word up. was spoken to it, each other the last ten holes. It got
2: weird, and that no, but that's like a perfect example of so. If, Lucas has had some problems with short putts. Okay, he's he, he's like. I think he would tell you he's not very good at it. Mm-hmm. And so just like I was not very good with a driver. Um, but yet with a driver, with a long club, he's crazy good. And it's like, it doesn't matter how nervous you are. Uh, we watched him hit quite a few putts on one
0: hole. Leading the golf tournament to go into. And, well, the
2: and then yeah. most impressive thing was, is he steps up. You, you remembered it too. He stepped up on the next hole with a driver and just hit on a hole that I, like there's no chance I'm hitting that ninth fairway with it's in and off the left. And it's a little dogleg left. i I'm playing from the right trees every time. Well, he, after I think he four-played the whole four, and, and he gets up and he just hits this perfect, like, 317-yard draw that's like never left the middle of the fairway. And I'm just like, no, he falls out of bed doing that. We we fall out of bed making six-footers, yeah. you know, which it was, are not as helpful. It was crazy.
0: Because, I mean, here's the thing: I mean, <laughs> when we're all playing hard. well, it's, it's a good time out yeah. there. We're all chirping each other, yeah. having a good time. And then. It's like one person had something yep. bad, and you'd have thought we were at a funeral the rest of yeah. time. I, was, I couldn't get that. It happens. Quick yeah, yeah, the
1: the the vibe of a That's group can worst. change, especially quick. when you're playing with buddies, and one of them's having something, oh. and you're like, then they get dragged down, then you get dragged down. You're hitting 57 yard drives. He's four whacking. <laughs> it's like, oh, Colt's the only one. Like guys, come on. <laughs> I'm like, just hitting it straight and <laughs> two forty hitting the wood I've onto the green. Four oh, hybrid so on good. the green. Everyone, come along with me. Four hybrid. We had a couple good ones
0: know. throughout our time. Um, we played together at the Players.
2: I don't remember that. No, you. No, have, let's we're, we're going to talk I about that this happened. because right, that didn't happen. <laughs> you being nah, you,
0: this is fantastic. So we're playing together. You, myself. Well, let's and talk
2: about the debacle on eighteen the day before when we got on the on the clock, right after you fat-hooked it in the water, which was awesome. <laughs> well, I've never heard this. I oh, that's the best part. Thursday was better than Friday. Okay, well,
0: go ahead. No, you so, start with Thursday, and I'll lead to Friday. Yeah,
2: we're playing... Yeah, we were, we were afternoon, because we played more the next day, and I, and I remember we were... We may have been behind, but you when you play 17, you have to walk way around, and blah, 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 whatever. And uh, and then you hit some weird... Oh. I swear you, like, fat-hooked it or it something. It was a snipe. It, it did not cross on 18, anywhere.
0: 18? It I had to drop about 60 yards with ahead of the dog. Me. Yeah, That's it was not good. Yeah, i was trying yeah. to. I'm trying to cut, cut over the corner. <laughs> and a little and bit. somewhere, you know
2: somewhere between him hitting the tee shot and dropping, we got put on the clock. Like, think about the time. Literally, of the was
0: <laughs> getting ready to drop my ball, in this rules official, I won't say his name, but he's not the nicest human in the world. Drives up on the tee, goes, okay. "You guys are on the clock," and I'm like, "Well, can I drop my freaking golf ball first? <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And then literally, we were off the clock in the next fairway.
2: That's right. That's yeah. right. We, we got up on the next hole, and there was
1: there was a group up there. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's, but, that's how it works.
1: Hurry up and wait. Yeah. That's
0: but it. it leads to Friday. And, like I said, him and William McGirt. And we're all going good. But, you know, golfers are selfish, and they get in the zone, which I was in one that day. I was playing very, Not very you, nice. you, you're Well, I didn't the, play good very oh, often. That's just but, your normal golf. Yeah. yeah. But I had it <laughs> 10 under through 17, get to, get to 18. I hit the green on the front left part, and the pin was over on the right. And us being – I would say he is, well, you know, we know, we know what history in golf is, and we know 63 is the low shot at the players. I'm like, oh, my God, if I can just two-putt this thing, we got the record. Well, what do I do? I three-putt. First person to come up to me, my good friend Bryce Molder, said, nice fucking three-putt, way to fuck it up. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I can't believe it. He goes, no, I don't give a shit about the course record. He goes, that was the only bogey in our group today. Yeah. And I was like yeah, threesome. Well,
1: you got
2: it. yeah. It's all no about, about the clue. group. Dude. Well, he's kind of selfish, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah,
0: right. It's all. Well, cool. to be fair, he was high made in the group with sixty seven. Nice playing. I was guiding it in there. Like <laughs> you got to yeah. guide it in there. Play the weekend, yeah, it's a big purse. It's not dude. a big deal. So that was the first thing yeah. said to me. And then the first text I got was from Charlie Hoffman saying, "Nice three putt." So that's how now. you know no, who you're no, really good. Are. Yeah,
2: your friends are not the ones that tell you how great you are. It's like, true. That's. Anybody can get those. It's it's, it's the it's guys that bury that remind you, you when you're at your lowest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I love
0: it. Well, let's talk a little bit about your first PGA tour win because yeah, that was highlight that right. was a long time. First coming. one? Your the first only one? and only. Okay. <laughs> hey, All it's right. more than we got. Hey,
2: we don't know. You never know. I'm a uh true. Yeah, you, no, you that's been, not gonna happen. You're still yeah. a pro. You've been yeah. working really yeah. hard Yeah, I've been working hard. Yeah.
0: But two thousand eleven, what is now known as the Safeway, you get that first win in a playoff over Briny Baird. Six hole playoff. Epic playoff. What do you remember about that week?
2: uh well they they replay it all the time um I mean how could you not (laughs) remember it right it's on you know it's on every decade or so um so (laughs) I was playing well um and I was well I always remembered I bogeyed the first two holes of that tournament um which was always kind of cool to like have in the back of your mind that did you book your plane
0: ticket on three for Friday (sighs) uh
1: You yeah, had that pre-booked.
2: Yeah. That's what I used to it's do. It's probably pre-booked. I booked a lot of flights yeah. on Thursday night or Friday halfway through the round, but um, but no, you know. So I, I I think I shot like even part of the first round, and I I started playing really good, and I and I you know got it home over the weekend. But I remember that was one of the first times post struggling, which is why like when I watch, it, it's a real thing. Like the scar tissue, the mental like anguish that you go through builds up over time, and that was the, that was the first time that I'd come back and I was like. No, I'm gonna go try to play. I'm gonna go try to win. Um, and the and the reason I knew that was because I hit it like 20 feet on the first hole, and I ran it three feet by. And my first thought wasn't, "Oh no, you just ran it three feet by." It was, "Damn, I didn't make that." Like, and it, and it even caught me off guard. I'm like, well, "That's different." And then the next hole, I had like 20 feet and I hooped it. I'm like, "Okay, this feels different. Let's go." And then, um, you know, things kind of fell fell together I'll, He he it was kind of a cool finish he chipped in for eagle on 17. I heard it saw the leaderboard before I had to hit a wedge shot on 18 and hit it close enough and actually um, I made like a 15 footer from the back part like behind the green and I'll be the first to admit like I hit a bad putt like I, I totally <laughs> pulled course. it no I made it well no putt, but though. it's weird, like some of your best putts you don't make yeah. so I literally I, I can't remember if I pulled it or pushed it I remember it was it was half a cup offline or a cup offline and i just misread it too and all right so i'll you know i'll take it i'm clutch yeah um <laughs> yeah, don't ever admit <laughs> that dude just right that Isn't that great i mean I, well i'll be i'll be happy to tell you about all the putts I hit well that i got screwed okay. on so um yeah and then we we were uh we went back and forth on 17 18 17's drivable when they moved the tees up um and from going from not being able to hit a driver on a on the planet to being able to hit that green three times in a row in the playoff um was pretty fun. Um, uh, but that's the difference in when your mechanics are decent and you know, where it's going, um, where you can forget about the really bad shots and go hit a you know, hit a golf shot when things are going well. So, um, and then had to make about a six or eight footer on the, on the 18th hole to finally finally do it. So, and just crush briny.
1: Who had the longest Just like winless
2: sent streak. him out forever right yeah, now he, i he like, ended his career <laughs> Son of a so, bitch. so <laughs> Brian, i, I remember i remember at the time looking and he'd made um like 14 point something million and and not one and i started thinking i'm like that's a lot of really good golf um and then unfortunately i think he's dealt with some injuries and stuff so um but yeah so that was the uh that was the epic, and if you haven't seen it, just tune in. It's like it's on like every on, other hour. It'll be on tomorrow. Like yeah, if there was a classic golf, it would be on. It'd be on, yeah, stop. Yeah.
1: Are you talking yeah. about this scar tissue? I know you saw sports psychologists and things like that throughout your career. Give me the best piece of advice, or what it got you? You said this was post struggle. What's the best it's, piece of advice you got from a sports psychologist? <laughs> the, um, I worked if with. You the, can I, remember. I, <laughs> if, if there's anything no, that no, comes to mind, no,
2: I just so I worked with a couple of I worked with a couple of guys. One I became really close friends with, um, that still works with some guys out there, um, that's a sports psychologist and works with people in the financial world and whatever. But, um, and we're close and, and we had we had some good times, but there was this one guy that I was introduced to through uh, another player. Um, and I never met him in person. Like he was, he was true like shrink. He was a psychoanalyst. I, I don't know what the right terminology is. So, but literally I'd call him like every Wednesday at whatever time and like I wouldn't lay on a couch, but essentially it was it was a session, right? So, um, but he was funny because he would he would get like down to it. No, it was it was great because yeah. he he wasn't like this. Oh, so how do you feel, Cole? What what does that make you feel like? He was he got to the point, right? And uh, and one of the things he taught me was just the fact that um, you know you're you're wrapping your golf shots up and your self worth and blah blah blah. And it's like okay, well yeah, I get that. And then one day he was like, all right, Bryce, let's just let's think about tomorrow. All right, you're going to tee off tomorrow at whatever, um, you know, tournament on the corn ferry that I was on. And he goes, what's the worst that can happen? And I'm thinking, well, I can hit on the driving range.
1: <laughs> One is a tough like drive. Like <laughs> three times in a row.
2: <laughs> and then what do you call the next provision? Like, you know, that's what goes through my head. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, like, because there's, there's two things that could happen where I would, I would other than health or whatever. This was, this was great. This is kind of the way he talked. He was kind of vulgar, kind of, but funny. And, and he goes, there's two things that happen.'" That that I would I would I would say too that it was just a bad day. It was like you could run out of balls or you should you could shit your pants. He <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: goes, so he goes, I, if you did that, like, I would agree that's a pretty bad day. Like you you should feel like less of a human. Like that's how he talked, right? And he was like <laughs> So, so bring a lot of golf balls and wear dark pants. Now what else do we have to talk? I was like, it's weird, but like it's actually really good advice because how, what's the worst that could really is going to happen out there? So that was it. Don't run out of golf balls. Don't shit your pants. Oh, good news. Genius. I didn't run out of golf balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I got good <laughs> news and bad But I had dark pants on. I'm
1: good. <laughs> you got to use shit analogies for Bryce. Uh, so that yeah. it really starts to register. <laughs> as Georgia Tech That's right. education. <laughs>
0: That's incredible. Oh, but I think to the surprise of a lot of people, you stepped away from the game in 2017. I believe it was at your Arkansas Hall of Fame induction, Arkansas Sports. Con-
2: yeah. I mean, that's where I said something about official. it. Official. Yeah. That's
0: where you that's made where it official. I, that's where ESPN picked it up.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're getting it's weird. Nobody Holocaust. missed me for like six weeks. Like nobody even knew I was gone. But uh, I mean, that's a
0: big decision. I mean, this is something you've done your whole life. And then all of a sudden you decide this isn't for you anymore. Like how did that decision come about?
2: Well, and it's weird because most times there's, there's not like this moment um, when you, I'm not even going to say retire because I know you're going to say You didn't retire. You quit. So I'm just going to get out there. I have done. I quit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but there's usually like this, you kind of keep playing you and I just didn't want any more of it when it was time, but it was even like 2014, 15, 16, I could tell, um, that on paper, everything looked fine. And you know, if my game was held together with duct tape in like 2014 and by like 2016, it was like masking tape and it was all falling apart and I could just feel it. And so I was like, all right, I'm either going to get better, like actually better, be able to hit the ball at a level that helps me compete at the level that I want to play at, which is playing Ryder Cups and competing majors, not like hope to qualify for some of this stuff or, you know, hope to keep my card. And so I was like, you know what, I'm willing to take a little bit of a gamble, take a you know, work on my golf swing. And if it gets better, awesome. And if it doesn't, this is kind of ending anyway, you know? And so, by like 2017, um, I was uh, 2016 was a, was a decent year on paper. There's never one time I went out and felt comfortable. Um, I remember shooting like the back nine. Yeah, it was the back nine in the afternoon. One you know one day in the in the front nine shooting 59 at Colonial, and my buddy. And then I and we had a rain delay, and I had lunch with a buddy. He's like, "Oh, things feel good." I'm like there's no chance this is holding on like I mean there's I got no chance
1: 59 of my last 18 like,
2: seriously I'm like this has got no chance I could just you could just tell and then there's a, and but I I know that it's it's real because I, at other times like I felt it where I'm like playing poorly I'm like no, 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 I'm so close but um so we get to middle of summer in, in 2017 and I'm flying to Reno and I've just made the cut which was just like a Houdini act um and finished like 64th only because I grinded out a, an MDF cut. Right. So, um, so I I've, I've like convinced myself flying to Reno. I've got two starts left and and I've convinced myself halfway on the flight that I'm just, I'm going to figure it out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm going to just start beating the world. Right. Like I've, maybe I had a little cocktail, maybe whatever, right. The air pressure in there was nice. And I just was, you know, so I get to the course, you know, register, um, and again yeah so we've got like 3 weeks left left of the year it's probably Reno PGA Green uh, Greensboro and then and then the FedEx and I was like 185 or something. So um, I'm on the range and it's like one of those real range sessions. You're hitting balls, you're hitting balls, you go have lunch, you come back, you hit balls. Well now you start tinkering and then you tinker some more and then you start videoing and like somewhere into like hour 7 on the day of like hitting balls you know, I'm full on hit one ball, video it, go back, look at it, try something else, right? Just like, and and I did, I remember looking down the range and seeing someone that's 10 to 12 years my elder, um, (laughs) and, and and just like seeing what my next 10 years is going to be like, because he's doing the exact same thing, right? I, I'm literally, you can see yourself, you know, you're, you're doing one of these and you're drawing the lines and you're kind of, and you reverse. And I look over and, and so, and I'd love him to death. So, Dickie Pride. There you that, go. Uh, all right. You were what is is, is just like 30 feet down there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'd love, I'd love Dickie, but he's 10, 12 years older than I am. And I'm like, I'm like, that's me in 10 years. I'm like, I, and I, and I'm so lost. Um, but I know it. I'm like, I, I know I'm so at the end of the rope. I just, I like, packed up my bag. Um, went back to the house, had a good cry, called my wife, like called some other people next morning withdrew and, and went home. And that was like, that was it. And the funny thing is like running into, to Suzanne Barnes in the, in the airport on like a Tuesday morning and Reno headed to Phoenix. And she's like, uh, are you, are, are you hurt? And I'm like, no, she's like, I'm like, I'm just going home. You know, I'm, I'm done. And she was kind of like, all right, good for you. Um, So then I, uh, yeah, so that was that was like that was it. Um I, I knew that it was over. There was like I literally remember packing my bag, you know, putting putting clubs in the bag, you know, and as I'm walking off, I was kinda like, Wow, no, this is like this feels this feels right. Um the story would have been better if it ended there. I actually played one more time. Right? Well, no, I had like had a week to. off right? I had to had well, no, to. I had a week off and then there was Greensboro, you know, Green Greensboro. Greensboro. Yeah, And I'm like, it's not like I'm gonna start a new career in the next like ten days. I'm like, I need to know if I'm gonna be done, I'm gonna know it's done. Played Thursday, felt like sick on on Friday. Um, withdrew. I was like literally dizzy and whatever, woke up the next morning, felt great because I was like that's when I knew. I'm like, no, 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 this was this was the right choice, this was it. Um, I'm done. And it's and it's been Every time I watch golf, every time I play golf, I'm reminded that it was the right decision. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: and now I mean, that you like playing with you now, it's just great because I remember we were playing a few I months mean, ago and you had like this 40 yard bunker shot and you're like, all right, just like you've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like we've been working on. <laughs> exactly, I think I hit one of these about two and a half years ago, It's pretty good. But you seem like so much happier now that you stepped away.
2: I, I'm, yes. Um, well, that's what I found. I found that I liked competing if I was winning. And I was like, I, I liked golf when I was playing well, and you, you learn what do you actually like about the game? What do you like about all of it? Uh, but the competition part is, is um, you know, I liked playing great, but there were other things that I was interested in. So it wasn't it wasn't tough to um, to kind of to move on because I, I just kind of knew uh, there's other stuff that I would enjoy doing. And then now I get to play golf, and I don't have to care. I don't have to be good at it, which is really fun. Um, and it's weird, like I can go out and play you know, if we played five years ago and I'd lost $20 to you, like I'd be so mad and just like angry the whole time. And now I could lose five times that amount to you. And I'm like, other than wanting to beat you, I really don't like, it's fun. I'm out there. It's fun. um, And it's so, you know, it's so much more enjoyable. So that part of it's good.
1: You transitioned into the pro to I don't give a shit mode faster than anyone <laughs> so. I've ever seen before. I got to tip my cap to you on that. Some no, it only looked like I didn't time. care. No, it only yeah. looked like
2: I didn't care really quickly. Are there more
1: guys out there playing right now that you think that that feel kind of the same way you did where they're like one foot in, one foot out? I know you, I don't I don't want to do this anymore, but this is the only thing I've ever done. So I'll just stay here and try to make you some You hear
2: money. it so much. I remember seeing in in Greensboro, um, so when I was I was leaving Saturday morning and I ran into Johnson Wagner, who's just an awesome dude, right? And he's playing really well that that week and he has to play well to keep his card and I run into him in the uh in the hotel lobby and he goes hey so what do you uh w- what's next and I'm like nothing I'm I'm done and he's like you know he's doing the math he's kind of like I know you've played pretty bad this year like you can see it spinning his head and he's like you, like you don't finals I'm like no just I'm done and he's like like done done and I said yeah and he goes Whew, I'm jealous. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like you literally, bullshit. you had the balls to do it. So then it's like, oh, how are your kids, all that kind of stuff. And his wife and and his kids were sitting, you know, like literally, you know, ten, twelve feet away. And uh, and so he he then he comes back. and He goes, seriously, done. And uh, and I, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good. And he like turns to his wife, and she was like, kind of like gives what? that look, like, yeah, I get it. Like it's it's not always that fun. Um, and so I've had I've had quite a few that are like, no, it's it's the. the the guys that are out there playing um, and they're struggling, like it's just, there's not much fun about, like there's nothing fun about making bogeys. There's nothing fun about making a, missing a cut. Like that's just, it, it doesn't matter. Um, there's just nothing fun about that. So when I realized that my best golf was going to be like 8th or 12th or 15th, and then it was kind of like, yeah, the, the upside's not outweighing the the, the downside.
0: Three quitters sitting preaching
1: there oh, to the man. choir. Here's, the right? boys. Here's three, boys. <laughs> <quarters. laughs> Golf sucks. <laughs> what a bunch of losers out there making millions. Oh, I love <laughs> it. And now tell everyone what you're doing now because you
0: got out of that world. Now you... But hold on real quick. Like, but you, you said you had one foot out the door. Like, I mean, nowadays, if you have, if any inch of you is not into it, like you're screwed. Oh, it's, it's yeah.
2: Over. It's so hard. Um, they're they're better. The players are better. They're coming out. Um, it's you know they've been doing it you know, they've been, they've been focusing on it for longer. They've been, they're just, they're better athletes. Like they're just, and they've got zero fear because all of them now have no fear. So there's nobody that comes out that's kind of timid or whatever. So, um, it's amazing to watch. It's fun to watch. Um, you know, the game is, is, is different and that's fine. Um, you know, it just so happens. Everybody's like, Oh, but you're such a good, there's guys at our club that we play with all the time. And they're like, Oh, you're such a good putter. Like you could be out there forever. And I'm like, no, you, you like you can't. You're, the best putters in the world make up like a shot around. The best ball strikers make up like two and a half shots around. Like there's just no, and by the way, if you're a poor ball striker, you're losing two shots around, like do the math, you can't catch losing. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Like you're just losing, you're packing your bag. So um, statistically it just became, you know, more and more obvious that, um, you know, if you can't hit it, you know, if you can't hit it pretty long, and know where it's going and and have kind of no fear in doing that then then uh it's not gonna be very fun
1: now you get to play cards drink have a good time and shoot <laughs> 80 and <laughs> who gives a right. shit it's the best What's it's better great yeah. Yeah. You be, no hey, who cares like I
2: it's so funny now I, like step up on the first tee or step over the range and i'm like wait what was the swing thought that i used last monday because i wait did that no that one didn't no, work didn't wait work. what was no, it was the previous Monday. Okay, yeah, I'll try that. Yes. And then I'm like, Nah, it's not working. But like, I don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't care. But it's, it's. Uh, I mean, you always like playing well is fun. But it's, it's. Uh, you know, now I've been able to enjoy the game and, in, in, um, you know, the way you do like more is when you're a kid. It's you enjoy hitting good shots, and you kind of forget about the bad shots instead of the opposite, which is, mm-hmm. um, which is what happens to you as you play professionally or play competitively the only thing you remember are the bad shots you can go out and finish fifth and all you remember is what why you didn't finish better
0: this episode's yeah. going to be a great lesson <laughs> lesson to all the kids out there <laughs> about positivity Pros think <laughs> just like you think That's right. <laughs> get I hit it on the range No, no but, the shit i'm going to blow it as soon as that was
2: nobody it was it was funny cuz that, that was something that i talked about with with my buddy um Valiente, who's a sports psychologist yeah. and works with a lot of people and and we had times where we would we would. Uh, this wasn't the same strength from before. Pants guy? No, he wasn't oh. that guy. No, he he never had that good of advice. So <laughs> it was. Uh, but part of what we would do is is work every week because I I pointed out. I said, dude, everybody I play with out here that's like forty years and older, they're miserable. Like they are just miserable. What is it? And he's like, well, the game. Be-, you know, he throws out this like psycho. You know, yeah. Whatever. And but he goes, well, how about this? How about we like try to combat that? You know, let's let's talk about what. You actually enjoy being out there. And all. So I would weekly, like at times, not all the time, but like work on what I enjoyed about it because you it's so easy to like forget about it. Um, but again, you, you're just taught to remember the poor shots um, and not the good ones. And so you, you leave playing really well and you hit three weird shots and that's all you think about.
1: Yeah. The mind of a golfer. Yeah. It's a beautiful. And now pickle hit
2: 72 weird shots and the three good ones. I'm like, yeah, I'm sick. That was me. <laughs> I'm yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back, baby. I'm back. When's the club yeah. championship? Yeah. Let's and the next toll I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm not I playing for a couple it. weeks. Yeah. You guys want to put pickleball? <laughs> All right.
0: All right let's let's you want get to get to the email? Let's get to the we got some stories coming in. Yes, we do. Okay. All right. We we have recently changed this first question. This is one that goes to everybody. If you could be anyone else for a day, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: Oof. Present company excluded. Yeah, you can't be. Made.
2: Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too easy. Um, yeah, yeah, that's too easy. Um, man, present company. Um, it's weird. I'd I, it'd be like some other athlete that is just either either really good basketball player. I've never I've never dunked to basketball on a like I'd like to do that once. Just I'd like to be someone beast in some other just sport. a beast or like. Like a like the best tennis player in the world. I would I'd say Roger Federer like eight years ago. That would be I, I'd love tennis and I would love to be I'm I'm terrible at it, but I would love to be that and be able to to, to be able to do that and have that skill. Um it, which tells you how juvenile my mind is. It just goes to another, you know, another sport instead of somebody that's like changing the world in any other way. But, that's uh, but no. yeah, Drew wanted to that's what the, but that's I what this right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be Bryce and just make fucking everything. That'd be so fun. <laughs> for par. For par. Yeah, yeah. Every eight foot or par. okay. Yeah. yeah. I always say that when I get up like on the first hole and they're like, Oh, Hey, great putt. It's like seven foot slider for par. And I'm like, dude, i couldn't be more comfortable it's yeah. like this
0: that, you're welcome to the mud i yeah, live what are you in the talking mud about that, that's that's how you're, this hole's played you and dr stowett just
1: love the bar <laughs> that's right the muddier we get the more yeah. you're screwed all right that's a good answer roger federer what's your tennis you and do you are you a ping pong guy a little
2: bit all right a so little you know Cooch. he's i beat him nice. once you beat him once i beat him before he got really good oh, okay and then he went and started playing like leagues in atlanta and it got Heard, which is just weird.
1: He's the American that gets brought up every time. Yeah. yeah. No, he's,
2: I mean. he's 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 I get it. I beat him at his house um on his table and then he waxed me the next time. I said, "Okay, one to one, we're good." And we tied. I we're, said, "We're good. We're the good. same player. We're the yeah, same we, guy. Yeah.
1: We're exactly equal. All right, next question." Do you feel guilty about questioning the honesty of our former commander in chief, Bill Clinton, after you shot sixty with him in college?
2: That's so that's so great. Do I feel guilty about questioning? You slandered.
0: By the way, you shot sixty with the president, I, the most honest president. I, it was of all even time. I
2: cheated. Like I hit two <laughs> balls off the first tee because when he tells you, you hit another ball, like what do you do? No, sir. I'm good. Um, <laughs> nah, Perez, I'm straight. <laughs> right. I'm sure he gave me like some five footers. So yeah. So this was ninety nine. Um, <laughs> playing at Chenal Country Club, which was my, my home course at the time, which is where he played when he was when he was president and came back to Little Rock. And uh, my my teacher was the director of golf. So I pull up and there's all these SVVs and you can kind of tell when he was, when he was there. So um, my teacher goes, hey, do you want to play with the president today? So of course, yes. And uh, it was really cool round. He was awesome to play with. I did hit two balls off the first tee because of course I get nervous. The ball goes in the right trees. Um, second one, pipe. White tees. So, mm-hmm. so when you say oh, you shot sixty, I'm like, all right. Well, I hit two balls off the first tee, probably gave some three <laughs> and four footers playing the white tees. Like in my mind, I'm like, well, that doesn't that doesn't really count. Um, but yeah. So we we played, um, and me being just naive, I was interviewed by a reporter the next week at the U.S. Amateur, and it was you know it was like a five minute interview, and the one thing that they took was. And it was and it was posted in in newsweek they always did these little blips on the on the very back of newsweek uh quotes and the quote was um the president shot 90 but i think the scorecard said 84. <laughs> like which is <laughs> nice. so you're, great you're, yeah, i mean impressive. which nowadays that oh. would be like a national news story social
1: media you'd be exploding right would be asking about it everywhere did you he ever hear from from so mr clinton i what never heard it?
2: from for that comment but but 12, 13, 14 years later, I saw him at the, the Clinton Foundation, um, at the, the Bob Hope or whatever. There's so many words in that, whatever, but, but Clinton Foundation was a sponsor and he had a reception and I remember going to it. And, and so we're, there's like maybe 10 players, then a bunch of people from the tour, um, were there. And, and I wanted to get on the list to to see if, you know, he remembered playing or whatever. So of course, like, you know, President Clinton would, would do. He comes in the service entrance and he, come, he just plops right down to the, the a table full of players' wives, okay? Of course, right? Why not, right? Just perfect. So he, you know, and he just, hey, how you doing? And, and so good. My, uh, my wife introduced herself, hi, I'm Kelly Mulder, and he just starts in, I played with your husband and I, And he starts like, rec- now he remembered me shooting 59, which was amazing, because he like got everybody's attention in the room and like pointed me out and starts going through the round and he shot 59 and of course I didn't stop him, right? No. So <laughs> it was actually 58. Um, yeah. Right, yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it was probably a little better. Um, so which, which plays to like everybody says about his, his memory. Um, and of course everybody in the room, like if anybody was voting that day, everybody, everybody in the room would have voted for him, right? He was so, uh, so good at that. So um, he didn't remember me calling out for cheating
1: um, if he says he shot eighty four, he shot, eight. shot eighty four. Never known Bill Clinton yeah. tell a fib. Yeah, ever, ever. <laughs> honest, honest Bill. All right. Next question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is the better fashion statement in your opinion, the white belt you wore pretty much every round mm. you played on the PGA Tour, I mean, or the Dragon Zip sweatshirt you wore back in the day?
2: That's so good. I. Just,
0: <laughs> I, I what it is a Dragon I, Zip sweatshirt? So
2: first of all, I wore a white belt. Pretty much ninety percent of the time for like five years, and I like strategically. I'm like, yeah, Matt Cooch would always make fun. Matt Wiberg would make fun of me. Like all my buddies would be like, oh yeah, yeah, white white belt, really? How old are you? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's so easy. I, white white shoes, white belt, like it, 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 just goes. Just worry about yourself. Um, and and then I realized one day I like saw a picture of myself. I'm like. Dude, you're like too old and unathletic like it's, <laughs> it's over myself. it's yeah that's when you it hate yourself for it is right you're just like god oh man i missed the mark no, and i've I'm... been missing it like every other day for a long time um and then <laughs> i'm okay so that yeah this is great yeah okay. from some friends so um
0: we do our research around here yeah dude we'll find it
2: so it was from um express
1: hot store a lot of of cool dudes they express they
2: (laughs) they, when they make clothing they think of me right like they're thinking edgy like edgy edgy. athletic young yeah like a hip
1: eddie bauer exactly yeah Yeah,
2: exactly (laughs) and and everything they have is this big dragon well i had this jacket that i happened to wear at the wrong time thinking that it was gonna look okay and as I'm walking out it's one of those things, and it's got this big dragon down like the sleeve I just, I just it's came. so great it's in so, so and it's one of those things you know when you when you like walk out same thing with that red hat where you just lit me up oh, yeah uh, you, heard, good, yeah. When you wanted all like the you attention. just you just yeah. know when you walk like when you're wearing something you're like I kind of feel like this is a miss but like who cares I'm going to meet my buddies at, at stake 44 like whatever you know and I show up and they're like what is that dragon? Like, who are <laughs> you? And I've got like a white T-shirt, like V-neck. and I'm like, you're right. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm just gonna go with it. So, and then it. they, yeah, and then they stole it. Yeah, I heard your buddy stole it.
0: <laughs> and then y'all went on a guy's trip, and he brought it out and wore it. They
2: like, yeah, they wore it, like in Vegas. They like, they traded wearing it. I got a picture of uh, Matt Br-
0: Wybring wearing it. I
1: can't oh, it's a yeah, so dragon It's that's not, the, that's so good. That's the anti- that is opposite of you. What's you funny is I found guy. another
2: jacket it was all it was like black on black but but it has a it dragon? has a dragon on it too <laughs> yeah it's dragons. so great beautiful it's like this lion it's That's... but i mean i'm just kind of edgy you know you, you, mean, you are, get dude. it you're it's always just pushing so the edgy. envelope as yeah, you, so so you reach for your water making me one. nervous so with all these hundreds it. of listeners oh. <laughs> maybe maybe dozens
1: we like to refer to it as dozens all right do you ask that yeah all right next one the only PGA Tour winner in history whose win has been overshadowed by a hot dog. <laughs> Gotten more pub. A hot dog's got more pub. So no
2: kidding. Fries.com open. And uh, my one literally shining moment, Tiger was in the field. Um, you know, I didn't get in the Masters with the win, but Tiger was in the field. Um, he was teeing off the back nine on Sunday, which you and I can relate to that, <laughs> yeah, right? Love that. What a bum. You can't, but yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> and so... <laughs> So he's t- yeah he didn't play very well but weirdly his third to last hole somebody ran on the green and threw a hot dog at him like if you if you Google Tiger Woods yes. hot this dog real. They, there's a video they, it, I mean it's fantastic well it was nothing like I I forget why it happened or why the guy did it like there was no there was never really like a security threat threat but it that's what ended up like in the USA Today I remember looking at it and going this is so great it was like Tiger gets hot dog thrown at him blah 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 blah, blah. Mulder wins, Some other guy wins. <laughs> like it was yeah. like it was he has like three paragraphs and I have like this little snippet about like a six-hole playoff first win blah blah, blah and that's it and I'm like that is so great like I, it was so perfect um but yeah somebody threw a hot dog at him and uh he probably had it staged, right? Yeah, he just course. needed you attention. He needed the light. Can't need Bryce, nice I can't let Bryce steal yeah. all yeah, the shine.
1: Yeah, yeah. You would have killed, killed with this new PIP program, dude, and all the fun. Right. All the fun. Grow the game. You're yeah. growing it,
0: dude. All right, next question. <laughs> Who did you get shot down harder by, your yeah. girls at your high school or Coach Holder when you were trying to go to Oklahoma State?
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh, um, I didn't get shot down by Coach Holder, but he did ask me to grip his finger. <laughs> That's <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, I'm not kidding. How, how weird is that? Okay, so a okay, little bit of backstory elaborate. here. First of all, I was shot down by just about any girl at any time. Like, yeah, get it. Not the onion. <laughs> not the Loved onion. your action, bro. Well, you know, South Georgia girl. She's only so, human. No, oh, so I was born with a with a, a quite a bit smaller left hand than right hand, and when I was being recruited, Coach Holder had won so many championships, and he was just like the guy, right? And so. I think he just kind of had this alpha kind of like he's going to, you know, you're lucky to come here. Scary. Right. And literally I'm hitting balls in the back of the range as like a 16 year old. And I'm like a rule follower. And so all I know is he's not allowed to talk to me. <clears throat> he starts talking to me at the time. And and he goes, Hey, come here. Let me see your hand. So I, you know, show him my hand. He goes, how's your grip pressure? And you're a 16 year old and you're just, you're, you do kind of feel just lucky to be like recruited by well, somebody. He's terrified. He, yeah, he no, is, he's he yeah, is scary. And then he asked me, "Grip my hand, grip my finger." And, and his response was, "That's pretty good. How does it work?" And I remember, I remember, I was so proud. I was so proud of just actually having something to respond. And I was like, "I don't know. What do you think? I'm doing pretty well, huh?" Like, and and he was like, "Yeah, okay." But I just remember from then on, I'm like, that was the weirdest. I feel like that was violating. I don't yes. know what happened. I could probably, in today's world, oh. file like a complaint. Maybe oh, I, could, oh, can I still, is there, there's probably some kind of like statue, right?
1: 16 year old kid, hey, grip my finger. That's <laughs> yeah. a problem. Like, there's a lot of shit that's a problem. And that's definitely it a problem. Happened, you know, and
2: then he was like, <laughs> oh, why God. didn't you come here? And, I'm, and I never, well, I'm
0: like, well, I don't been know, that's kind of strange. Like, I good. don't know. Well, I got a little bad could've information, the but the story's bigger. great. <laughs> Your boy Strick told me that. Whatever it doesn't matter. Great story. <laughs> <laughs> Grip my finger. Ah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> stranger danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: alert, alert! Alert! Oh God. Okay, you made the right decision. All right, yeah. you were a model collegiate athlete, like you just said. You're a rule rule follower, right? But you do love a good prank. Give me the best prank you ever played in college.
2: Um. I we we went back and forth. Like cooch liked to play pranks on, you know roommate that was on my side and then we would try to go back but like the the best was the best was like you guys know playing like mini tours or corn ferry, and you're with your buddies and you're traveling together and it's just a lot of time so the best was like then and matt wyring was just like my boy like we we traveled a lot together um and so the like the the one (laughs) The one that sticks out. Like I would pick on him because he was so, he was wound so tight around a golf course and everybody, like around a tournament, everybody was like, "I was like, nah, he's no fun. And I'm like, no, just like you need to spend like away from a golf tournament. He's awesome. He's the best. And so I would pick on him like little things. I'd see his car and I would, I would park like an inch from his driver's side door and then just like sit somewhere until I could see him have to climb in through the passenger <laughs> seat, just because I don't know, I thought it was and, I, fun. and you saw him like throwing his hand like kinda of looking at it, like throwing his hands up in the air and he's frustrated and I'm like, Okay, that that's that, that, that was the point. Like yeah. that's it. So and then I went and every time I got a chance, I'd like start going through his bag and like signing his golf balls. That's um cool. which yeah, right? You start like you know yeah. and then and then, you know, I, I opened the big sleeve down the side and he's got these perfect, like six gloves like packed just so perfectly tight and I'm like, Well, those are the same those are the same gloves I wear. So I start switching them out with my gloves, which are too small for a, a nine-year-old, right? So I start putting some of those down there. And it was great, because I heard like the next week at like a pro-am, he was kind of late to the first tee, and he's trying to put one on, and he's, you know, and he's MFing me, and he's, you know, he's, which is great. And so I, I tell my caddy, I'm like, okay, Sean, this guy's kind for me. I'm like, he won't even, I obviously I haven't gone far enough. We need to take this further before he, you know, actually retaliate. So I wish I could take credit for this, or maybe I don't. So he, he, uh, my caddy goes, get, get his get his umbrella. We're at Colonial, it's not raining. Go get his umbrella. I'm like, what are you gonna do with it? He goes, just get his umbrella. So I get the umbrella, perfect, you know, title of sleeve and it's just perfect right out of his locker. And I hand it to him. I'm like, what are you doing? with it? He goes, well, I haven't seen it done, but I've heard of somebody that did this. Just give me some time. So I'm texting him that night. And apparently his next stop was to go to an adult bookstore or whatever, right? Get some magazines. He <laughs> tapes some pictures, cuts out some pictures God. to the underside and then wraps it nicely, sticks it back in the sleeve, which is not easy because now it's like got, you know, stuff and, and gives it back to me the next morning. I put it back in the locker. It's kind of one of those where you kind of like set, the, set a little bomb out there and see if it blows yeah. up. Like you just don't know. And then the whole time I'm like, this is going to happen at a bad time. It's going to like cost him a shot or something, (laughs) but I don't know. It felt like it was worth it. So we go like a month and there's like no rain on tour, which is weird. in that, that time period. And so then we get to Hartford and it's, it's late on Friday afternoon or or, no, Thursday afternoon, I played in the morning and I see it's about to rain. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm texting Sean. I'm like, Hey, are you watching this? He goes, yeah. And he goes, "Do do you still have the umbrella? I'm like, I have no idea. So. I got some text about an hour later from his agent, who was right there, and it's just one of those. It wasn't like a sprinkle, and then turned into like a rain, and then a downpour. Like it turned into a downpour right away. <laughs> and he's like, I guess you just picture somebody, a pro, like trying not to get all of his stuff wet, and he's trying to get the sleeve off first, which he can't because it's just jammed on there. And then he, and then he can't open it, so he's just you know, and then he finally opens it to all this. Stuff, pictures, <laughs> graphic. Oh my and, god! And and the best part was he knew. me He just starts cussing me, and this was com- this was coming from his agent. He just starts cussing, you know, me oh, like to no end. Fantastic. And it and so I don't know what you do from there. You start taking it down. You're trying. And I was watching how he was playing, and he parred the last like three holes, which made me feel better. Um, but it finally got his attention because he and i was like i i am a little scared <laughs> that's real. i don't know what's going to happen <laughs> like um and i and i come back and he'd put he'd put condoms on my putter my uh hybrid <laughs> back and and then um he put which was actually kind of genius because the residue like you can't get that
0: off on the grips that's a problem
2: it was on the grips no. but it ends up on your grips once you touch it and then Man. it's on, and then it like it gets a little squirty, and once it gets in, <laughs> once it gets in the head cover, it's just there. I remember I had to like ditch that putter. It was like, it like varnished the Scotty Cameron, whatever. And so I was like, dude, that's that's good. And then I realized on the first green, because that's the first time that you lay your your bag down, was that he found, and I think it was his kids' um, little stickers with uh, with letters, and he spelled out he spelled out some. Let's just say you spelled out some graphic things yeah. that we'll will not speak of, <laughs> okay. um, which were funny because that's. But you think about it, it's the first time you lay the bag down. I on was the like, bottom, yeah, yeah, on the bottom, right? You lay it down. All of a sudden, uh, I'm that's like, well done. Yeah, I'm like, that's, that's good. good. That's yeah. good. I, I, you know, I appreciate I
1: it. Heard, so that's yeah. an aggressive <clears throat> prank, yeah. It <clears The, throat>
0: is the old porn in the umbrella routine.
1: <laughs> that's I know really well.
0: good. <laughs> I like that. I heard you also. That's what leads into my next one because I believe you did one to Matt Kuchar at an awards banquet. <laughs> Jesus, Bryce! How mean are you? It's all good fun, guys. The
1: nicest guy in the world.
2: So Matt actually had a whole article, like a six-page spread in Sports Illustrated about him being this fun-loving prankster, whatever. And so you can imagine being, and at the time, like Sports Illustrated magazine was massive, right? Everybody in athletic association had read it, and they're all, you know, Matt's just a superstar. Didn't matter you know, who was in, in the lunchroom. It was like, Matt was the superstar and he was the prankster. So um, Matt's senior year, I think it was my junior year. Um, we're at a awards banquet and the table next to us is some baseball guys. And uh, And Matt thinks of the idea of putting the name tags. You know, everybody's wearing a coat and tie and we all look like idiots, right? None of us look good in them because, you know, but you know, we got a name tag and they start putting name tags on some of the baseball players back. Well, it was Matt's idea, and it was just, you know, whatever. So we start doing it to Matt because he's the closest one of the speakers, so he's kind of turned around. We all start kind of doing it to him. And then I'm, like, nudging my buddy sitting next to me. I'm like, hey, I'm getting an award, and they told me I was going to speak. Like, what are the chances I can get Matt to stand up? he's like, oh, you got to do it. You got to do it. And I, I thought it was going to be difficult. And it was really easy. I mean, <laughs> he so wants easy. That light. He wants so it, light. It's, it's like, I don't know how many people were there, but it's the whole, every athlete plus every coach plus everybody in the athletic association, whatever. And uh, I start into a story and it, like literally mention his name for a quarter of a second. And I kind of, he was like, yeah, we went to a baseball game that at Fenway for around regionals. And I'm like, hey, and you know, Matt Kuchar gets our, Gets, our, gets us tickets, and you you all know Matt Matt stand before I could say stand up, like he <laughs> shoots out of the chair, hand couldn't be higher, big smile, He's going around in every direction, name tags all over him, and uh, you know, and everybody's laughing and, and, and so I finished I, it was one of those where I was like building up that moment. I just stumbled through the, like the last couple of minutes, and I sit down and you see him like three or four minutes later, start to like he's kind of like people are still laughing around us. He's, you know, it's kind of one of those moments where you're like, I kind of feel like I'm the butt of the joke, right? Like, and he kind of starts reaching behind his back and he starts peeling them <laughs> off one by one. And he's seeing all of our names, right? Poor Matt. There's another, yeah, poor Matt, yeah, right? poor, Matt. You got poor Matt. It. Matt, right? And it was one of those things cause he never said a word, but it was like, I don't think he had ever respected me that much than at that moment. Like it didn't matter all the golf stuff, like whatever. But it was like that. He's like, he kind of got me. But I was like, I was scared. After that, I was like, he's going to get me in a major <laughs> way. And okay.
1: this is how this little bastard yeah, should uh-huh. feel right now. Yeah. Shoe I'm not scared of you. Long, okay. no. I'm not I'm scared of you. I'm coming, dude, when you least expect it.
0: Oh, uh, I love it. Oh, that's it. good. I love that. That's, that's, I had to
1: mention his set name for half a second. Oh, he just shot he, up.
2: Yeah. I mean, he shot up like a cannon. He got awesome. Matt Kuchar. How yeah. That's yeah. oh, so State. great.
1: All right. Uh, all right. My last one. Has there ever been a more disrespectful first tee intro for a defending champion in the 2020? or 2012 fries.com. Open. <laughs> <laughs> this, is um, awesome. this is a microcosm.
2: I mean, this built up for a number of years where I would get called Bruce Mulder on the first tee. And it was funny enough to enough people that everybody started calling me Bruce, which was great. It was, I, you know, just fine. And it was even to the point where like, I'm, I'm playing with Chappie and he doesn't think that it's real. But he calls me Bruce anyway because he thinks it's funny. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, people call you Bruce in the first tee." Well, he's paired me, with me in the 2012 Fries.com Open, which I was defending champion. And and this poor, this poor older lady was announcing, and she announces me as the 2011 Fries.com or whatever the defending champion Bruce Mulder. And I mean, Chappie like just about fell to his knees. I'm like, you know yeah bending over it's just done moment. right yeah and I, i'm it's hysterical i can't look at my caddy he's about to start laughing somebody corrects her and she tries to say it again and she kind of messes it up even more like and i'm like No, no no bruce is good that's what my friends call me and i hit like this <laughs> low snipe like just <laughs> oh i was so happy just it to get wild. it airborne and uh and that wasn't it like i got it uh i got it at the phoenix open i got it at my last uh players championship you know it was uh it was great. So I, I'm still, to this day, called Bruce. Uh, you're the fitting Bruce, champ but... and your
1: face is plastered all over everything, all the marketing materials, it says Bryce. You would think maybe they could
0: slide it in Possibly. Poss-
2: possibly. But uh, it's so it great. It's so perfect. Sorry, that's what my friends call me. So I love perfect.
0: that. You're fine. All right, we've talked a lot. You're, you're an Arkansas boy. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when I mention the electric cowboy?
2: Oh, good times. 50-cent drink nights. Uh, I mean, so, so the electric cowboy... Go, come back from college, that was like the Friday night, Saturday night. It was somehow like they played rap, country, you saw all walks of life, but it was like the spot, the, like the late spot that you go to, and it was...
0: Were you the man around the electric cow? I was never the man anywhere <laughs> yeah, that I went. He wore the dragon. Anywhere <laughs> that I went, they the dragon. When he if I in? oh, if I had the
2: dragon there, it would have been like <laughs> it would slayed. have been crazy. Just yeah. So yeah, that was where you went. Yeah, I think it was like Friday night or Sunday. It was like fifty cent well drinks or something. Oh. Just oh, it was just stupid, right? Why wouldn't you go? Um, I remember taking a couple people there, which was a mistake. Like friends from out of town that just didn't quite get it. And you take them, and it's, it's one of those when you walk in, and then you're seeing it through their eyes, and you're like. Yeah, this is kind of weird. It's like this sketchy, <laughs> sketchy place. Like I don't. You're right. Like it's great. I promise. And by the time, by the, like an hour later, they're like, "This place is amazing." But you, you walk in and you're just kind of like, "Okay, yeah, it's not, it's not ideal. Like it's it's not perfect, but yeah, <laughs> fifty cents. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, hey, I'm dude, you man. get past I'm it. Right? Yeah, yeah, you bring ten dollars, you get blasted. <laughs> oh God. They the sell they sell the beer like in those little plastic cups. Where you just get like you
0: just couldn't drink it. It was yeah, it was great. I love it. Yeah, well, God, what this a beauty you are. Has been incredible, this awesome. Bryce. Thank you so much, my man. Yeah, hey, hey, thanks, keep, guys. Yeah, keep that positive mentality, yeah. dude. Uh, You're going, yeah, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it going. Oh, that's we're going to need you for a loan soon. <laughs> thanks, man. thanks, dude. All right, well, that was our man Bryce Molder joining us. What a guy. First off, I mean, you, you, you were kind of a fanboy around him as you were younger.
1: Oh, as a kid, yeah, man. When I first started playing golf, I think I was going into. Let's see, seventh grade or something along those, sixth or seventh grade. Bryce was a freshman at Georgia Tech and he just won like freshman of the year and all the stuff. And that was right when I was getting into golf. And my parents, were like, oh, you know, Bryce, like, Bryce is doing really good in college. You should talk to Bryce or whatever. So I, like, oh, yeah, that's what I should do. I'm just starting, wrote him a letter. Writes me back, sends me an autographed Georgia Tech hat, some golf balls, which I kept for a long time, and then I actually brought it out one round when I played with with Bryce. I was like, here, dude, I thought this might actually be worse some shit when you grew up, but it's not. <laughs> you can have it back.
0: <laughs> uh, I love it. I can tell you what, every time I got paired with him on tour, I always played well. I mean, I shot the course record at the Players. I played well with him at Bay Hill. I think it's just because he was one of the few guys that I could actually keep it within shouting distance of off yeah, the tee. Yeah. So we got to actually hang out and talk a little bit. But just such a comfortable pairing, always joking around, I mean it's it's serious when it but in between shots it's typical Bryce Mulder just joking around hating on himself more than anything else which is one thing that I love about him.
1: I respect a man who can do that and also the best I think the best putter that I've ever played with. Just he's one of those guys that makes everything but when he doesn't make it I don't care if it's 25 30 feet they all look like they're going every time Bryce puts you just expect it to go in. That was kind of his superpower cuz like you mentioned not the longest dude off the tee in the world but God, dude, he was really, really, really good, and I think he just kind of fell out of love with it. You know, he came out, had early success, third in his first tour start ever. Probably thinks like, "Oh, this is gonna be just like college. I'm gonna keep beating everyone's head in." And it doesn't happen, and he said like, "Winning's fun, and not winning, and trying you don't to make win cuts, very much on the PGT, and trying to make yeah. cuts, and grind out a tour card is not as much fun." He just didn't, he didn't love it like a lot of people love it, and he stepped away. And, and I think he's as happy as he's ever been right now. Plays golf occasionally, mm-hmm. chokes around, drinks slaps it it's fun to see him play some bad golf now because he rarely ever saw it for a long time but he's happy dude but it's a pretty you know interesting story from a guy like that
0: yeah but had a blast sitting down with him <laughs> i mean he, he's definitely in a he's a much happier man now that he stepped away from the game oh, yeah. but still he had an awesome career on the pga tour and obviously college golf and everything but uh, wish him wish him the best all right well let's get to the gambling this week you made a huge move yes let's which do. is what you need finally yep you took the, the favorite john Rahm. Picked up 2.25 million. My man, Will Zalatoris, couldn't have let me down any worse. Mm. It was really, really bad. But now that I'm losing, are we going to change the rules like we did last year? You're on a bit of a skid. Yeah, I'm on a little little MC skid. You want to change them? At what point do we get to change the rules? Well, you can propose it, and then if I agree to it, that's the way it works. Well, okay. Anyways, let's go to the updated standings. I know you got a lead now.
1: Yeah, that 2.25 million did some wonders for you. From being down over a million to now up
0: $1,071,338. It's a very nice week. It's good to pick a winner at a major.
1: Little Mongolian flip. Yeah, it is nice. It is those, those ones are helpful.
0: All right. Well, this week we got the Travelers Championship, and it is a loaded field. One of my favorite events on the PJ Tour. Crowds come out. One particular gentleman, I'm not a big fan of up there. We got to sure talk about is. that. We, <laughs> we,
1: can we tell? Let's talk about that before we go to the gambling. There is a fan up there in the Northeast that, for some reason, does not like Colt. I most. have done some bad. shit I don't shit know to this what man, you did. I have no but idea. It was year after year. This guy would come down and just and make it a point to only you, not the rest of your group, or like nope. not everyone that walked through. He's not one of those guys that just bags on everyone. It was just you, single you out. Most of the time, it was 18 fairway. Correct. No, that's
0: the only place it was. It was
1: only the 18 fairway. To-
0: Two years destroy you. Two years in a row, I was in like the next to last group on Sunday, and I played like shit. And I'm coming up 18. You just want it to end. And then here's this guy just wearing my ass out the entire way up the fairway. And I'm like, what? Who are you? Like, but it's so crowded over on the hill, you really can't like see who it is. And I'm like, what have I done to you? Like, just wearing me out. And then, and then the second year, once again, here we go again. I'm shooting like 74 on Sunday, and he goes don't think I forgot about you. I'm just <laughs> just back, bitch. And I'm playing with Tommy Ganey and Tommy like wanted to go find this guy and fight him. Let him. And I'm like, let's just get out of here. So, if I'm walking up 18 Fairway commentating this week at Hartford and he starts wearing me out, I'm going to know I truly did something very bad to this man. And I'm, I might have to just go address well, did him. Did you ever out.
1: like locate him in this? Like when you're no. looking at did you ever even acknowledge him or did you just pretend to not hear it? Even no, though my, you were my everywhere? my caddy
0: at the time, HD, he was like, just put your head down, keep walking. Let's go. So you don't have like a physical description no, of I have this no man. Idea.
1: If you're in the Northeast, for any of our Northeast <laughs> listeners, if you know this man, if someone's like, I hate cold or whatever, I used to, I used to. Bang on cold all the way around Hartford. Find him and put us in touch with him somehow, because I really need to meet this guy. I want to talk to him. I want to know yeah. what you did to to warrant all this, because
0: he said some mean shit to yeah, you, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Basically told me I'm <laughs> fat, worthless. I belong on the uh now Corn Ferry tour. Now he's gonna tell me I, you can't even play out there. That's why you're on TV. But. Uh, I can't wait to see is who that, this guy is. He's an
1: angry, angry man. So if you're up there and you happen to know who this guy is, let us know. Because we need we need him and Cole to face-to-face, get to the bottom oh, of this I thing, love it. <laughs> but it, this
0: is a fantastic week. Travelers does an unbelievable job. Um, always one of the favorites for the players. And that's why they get such a loaded field. Even right the after Shamba. U.S. Yeah. Open all the way all on way the across coast.
1: Yeah, there's a huge, huge names up there. I just wonder who's motivated, who's not after a week like that. But it is a monster field. All right. A lot of guys to pick. Well, let's get to it. Who you got? I'll go with a monster name, and his name is Kevin (laughs) (laughs) Streelman. It's about as big as it gets. Our boy Streels. All right. He's playing great golf. I was in this situation just recently. Charlie Hoffman was playing some pretty damn good golf, and I noticed it after a while, and I was like, I might as well try to ride the wave a little bit. And then I rode it, and then the the wave shot 80 on a Saturday. So it didn't work out as much. Streels, four consecutive top 20s now. Uh, eighth at the PGA and now, what, 15th, mm-hmm. I believe, yesterday at Torrey Pines. I mean, he's playing his best golf that he's ever played, and I just like the way his mindset is. I was talking to him a little bit out at U.S. Open and at Colonial, and he just seems, like, pretty chill. Like, it's just all going well right now, and he's not overworking, and I'm going to try to ride it, and he's won at this place before in pretty dramatic fashion, Yeah, he's pretty
0: the last seven to win back in 2014. No big No bigs. All right, I'm going with a guy who also loves this place and just seems to play great every time he tees it up. You know, finished, I believe, Fifth at the US Open. He was right there. Yeah, seventh. God. Um, you know, he's done everything around the Travelers but when he he claims that this is his ATM. Yeah. Um, just prints money around here. So I've been cold as shit. I'm gonna see if I can, you know, reverse this and go with my man Paul Casey this week at the Travelers. I, th- I hope he gets it done.
1: God, I was surprised to see him this week at the US so when he got the when he made some birdies there late in the front nine. I was like, he's gonna be right right there for this. And then it just as quickly as it happened, he wasn't the only one that, that got bit like that. But uh he just seems to be Hanging around the hoop in those majors and just it's, – it's it's hard to break through, man.
0: It is, but it's going to be a great week of the Travelers. And next week, another incredible episode. One of my favorites growing up as a young kid. I know you're a huge hoops guy. We got the Hall of Famer, Jason Kidd in the house.
1: Jay Kidd, just no-look diamond. talking about growing up in Oakland. I mean, all the different teams he played on. I think this – I don't know if I even brought this up then, but I think he's responsible for creating more millionaires in the world than maybe Bezos or – bill gates because he made he took more players who were having medium careers in the nba they got on a team with jason kidd and like two years later they had a max deal like he, he makes everyone better he, he got a lot of people paid more than just him
0: maybe he'll make this podcast even better uh, yeah that we, would be fantastic we'll take handouts take us to the top
1: here. throw us some oops and just let me
0: dunk it over Shit's easy all right we'll talk to you on next week's golf sub bar.